Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. We believe that this message is going to bless your life, encourage you, and strengthen your walk with Jesus. Grab a notebook, a pen, and let's jump right in. But why do we do this? Why do we celebrate? Why not just move forward? Why not just start the year with a a series of new year, new you, talking about resolutions and all of these things? Why do we take the time to celebrate? Because over and over and over throughout the Bible, we are instructed to celebrate the good things of God. Amen? I mean, we celebrate everything else, right? I mean, we look for things to celebrate. In fact, if you look, there, there's every day is a, this is the day of donuts. This is the day of this. This is the day of that. I heard the other day that a couple of days ago was a, the year, the day of beans. It was a day you were supposed to eat beans for the year. I, I don't know why we're celebrating beans, but we celebrate everything as a culture. Why not begin to celebrate the goodness of God? Amen. Amen. Well, before we get into the message, let me take a moment and say thanks. Thanks to every one of you that are guests this morning, that you're checking out the service, that you're trying to figure out. Maybe you're looking for a church home. You're looking for a place to belong. I would simply say to you, welcome home. Your search is over. You need to look no further. You have found the place where you belong, and we are delighted that you're with us today. Those of you that are watching online, thanks again for being with us, for pausing in the midst of chaos of social media just to hang out with us this morning. We're glad that you're with us as well. But let's take a moment and look at our text. Our text is found in Psalm chapter 126, verse 3. And it says, the Lord has done great things. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, great things. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Now, look at this. It doesn't say God has done mediocre things. It doesn't say that God has done enough to get us by so that things are working along and doing okay. No, no, no. God has done great things. So what do we do with this joy? If we're filled with joy, is it ours just to to sit back and say, man, this was a good year. Let's just sulk in this moment. Let's just celebrate in this moment personally. Let's absorb it for ourselves. Is that what we're to do? No. No, we're instructed by God's word to celebrate that good news, to share it with everyone so that all can hear. In fact, in Psalm 95, it says this, let us come into his presence with what? Thanksgiving. I remember when I first started here. We had one Sunday when, when I was, something was going on and I said something funny from the platform. By the way, I think I'm hilarious, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, I'm super, super funny. My wife doesn't agree. The staff moans and groans, but it's okay. I think I'm funny. It's okay. So, so I was saying something that I know was absolutely hilarious, and I set it up here, and somebody in the crowd after the service walked up and said, Pastor, forgive me, we're not used to laughing in church. And I said, well, welcome to God's house. This is where we celebrate. Amen. This is where we laugh. This is where we rejoice. This is where we allow God's love and joy and compassion and everything to overflow in our life. If we're truly full of joy, then every step we take should exude that joy. Amen? 
Therefore, we celebrate. We enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. I want to encourage you. Some of you are here this morning, and all during the worship portion of the service, you just kind of stood there because somewhere along the line in your childhood, some music teacher or some person said, oh, you can't sing. Good news for you is when we give praise to God, you don't have to be able to sing. The Bible says make a joyful noise. That means whatever comes out, that's praise to God. So I want to challenge you at the end of the service today, we're going to celebrate one more time. We're going to sing that song, I Thank God, and we're going to give him praise in this place. And as we do that, I want to challenge you, sing at the top of your lungs. And just give God praise. Let us come into his presence with a thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. That's what we want to do today. We're taking the time to come into his presence with a heart of gratitude, with a heart of celebration, with a heart of thanksgiving to truly declare, I thank God to celebrate what he has done in and through this body of believers within this past year. But here's the deal. We can't stay in this place of celebration. You see, if we find ourselves just continuously going back to this moment of, well, those were good old days, then we'll never advance to where God would have us to go, right? If all we do is celebrate the goodness and the greatness of yesterday, we'll fail to receive what God has for tomorrow. That's why next Sunday morning is so very important. I challenge you, don't miss next week. Next week is going to be that time that we, we step forward and say, Lord, what do you have? Lord, what is this new year? What is this new season? What does this new time look like with you? Next week is going to be the week of vision casting for the time and the season to come. I encourage you, be here next week. Again, it's great to celebrate, but we can't stay comfortable with where we are. We've got to press forward into the life that God has called us to live. But this morning, here we are. We're at this place of celebration. We're at this moment of rejoicing in all that God is, in the great things that he has done. It's going to be a little different service. There's going to be a few videos during the message portion this morning just of different situations of lives that are being changed, of remembering where we are. And then we're going to celebrate at the end. But let's take just a moment, about two minutes, let's look at the great things that God did this past year.
right, come on. Can we give the Lord a praise? What a great year. 2021 was a year of figuring out how to do life again. Would you agree with that? We come out of 2020, which was, man, all the world kind of shut down and everything ceased to happen. But 2021, we began to function again. We began to figure out how to work together and how to have events and how to do things again. But what a great season, a great time we experienced in 2021. But let me remind you of why we do what we do. Our mission as a church, why we exist as a church, is three very simple words, love, reach, empower. Love, reach, empower. We love God and we love people, right? After all, that's the great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Is that always easy to do? No, but the more that you love God, grab a hold of this, the more that you love God, the easier it is to love people. Have you ever noticed that? We exist to love God, love people. Secondly, reach. Reach up to God. That's our connection. That's how we function in life. And then we reach in. We make the adjustments on the inside to bring about that inward change. And then we reach out to those around us. And finally, we empower others to become disciples or begin a journey with Jesus Christ. That's the Great Commission. Go into all the world and make disciples. That's empowering those around us. So we try to implement those three aspects into everything we do. In fact, as a church, if it doesn't fall in line with love, reach, empower, guess what? We don't do it. If it doesn't fit those three criteria, we don't do it. Why? Because we had to discover who we were as a church. We had to discover why we exist as a church in order for us to truly fulfill a calling that God has placed upon our lives. So in 2021, our greatest accomplishment, man, this was exciting. And if you're just now being a part of Encounter Church, maybe you missed this moment. But in 2021, we had the opportunity to step out in faith. How many of you know sometimes the good things of God, the great things of God, require faith? God things require faith. Man things don't always require faith. It didn't take faith for me to get out of bed this morning right? It didn't take faith for me to brush my teeth this morning. But it takes faith for us to step out and say, Lord, whatever you have in store. So this great accomplishment for 2021 was this. We had the opportunity to launch our second location. Isn't that awesome? God had been stirring upon our hearts. This was a dream that God had placed upon our lives several years ago. In fact, about eight years ago, God began to stir in the leadership of this great body of believers that our responsibility was to reach out to those around us. Literally, back when we were running, probably mid-80s, God began to stir on our hearts that we were to launch another church. In fact, not just one, but continue to launch churches. Why? Why, do we, why are we going to do that? Why is that important? And we'll talk more about that next week. Because people are dying without Jesus. So we've got to go into all the world. We've got to raise up disciples. 
We've got to share that good news. So in 2021, we had that opportunity. A dream came to fruition. Early in 2020, God began to stir in my heart, and I passed it on to the board, and they too grabbed a hold of this. And and I shared with them that we've been dreaming for many, many years. And how many of you know if all we do is dream, then we've accomplished nothing more than a great nap? right? If all we do is say, well, one day we're going to do, all we've done is have a good restful moment. But God said, now is the season. Now, little did we know that a couple of months after we began to stir on this, that now was the season. Little did we know that we would fall into this pandemic mode. In fact, we got mid-2020, and one of the board members said, Well, with us being in the middle of this pandemic, are we still going to launch a church in 2021? I said, are people still dying without Jesus? They said, yes. I said, then yes, we are. So we began to press forward. We began to search out and look for locations to try to figure out where God would have us to go. We, we looked at buildings. We looked at communities. We, we did demographic studies. We looked at all of these things, thought we had it figured out, and, and God began to change the course. In fact, change the, the direction of where we were going. So we began to go to the west and look out west, where we to go there. We thought we were going to go to Nobnoster, thought that was the community drove around several different times and never really felt a peace in our hearts. And we're like, God, what are you doing here? You told us that now is the season, so where are we headed? Long story short, got a phone call from a pastor in Warrensburg, a small church. They were running approximately 20 people, and things were spiraling downward. And this pastor asked me to give him a call, and he said, hey, can we chat about this church plant thing you all are going to do? I said, absolutely. So we met together for lunch and began to process this idea, and he said, hey, what would it look like if, if Encounter Church came in and we became Encounter Church? I said, well, let's, let's see if God's in this. We begin to pray. Our leadership began to pray. Their leadership began to pray. We had several meetings together discussing what this would look like because that wasn't our plan. Our plan was to go into a community and find a storefront someplace and put some chairs up and start a church. But God had different plans. Things began to move forward and and progress forward and Finally, we came to the agreement that, that that church, Family Life Assembly, would become Encounter Church, our Warrensburg campus. So construction and remodel started several weeks of that, and then I'm happy to say that on Easter Sunday 2021, about six months earlier than we thought we were going to launch. Come on, look at this. Don't tell me he can't do it we were able to open up our second location. What an amazing journey this has been. We have seen so many new faces. We have seen hearts and lives changed and transformed. Pastor Matt joined us on staff, and he is doing a 
dynamic job reaching the community of Warrensburg and raising up new leaders. And I'm excited for the future of what God is going to do through Encounter Church at Warrensburg campus. What a great thing God has done. Let me show you something else. Attendance in 2021. Here at the Sedalia campus, we averaged 290 people for the year, but in fourth quarter, we averaged 301 here at the Sedalia campus. In Warrensburg, fourth quarter, they averaged 63, and I'm sorry, for the year, 63, for fourth quarter, 62. So this is a total encounter church average of 363 people in 2021. Isn't that awesome? Let me, let me put this in perspective. Nine years ago, one location was all we had. We were running 65 people. Come on. In a nine-year span, God has moved us from one location of 65 people to two locations of now 363 people. Isn't that awesome? Amen. But here's what I love about 2021. Much like many years in the past, God has done great things. And we look at the numbers, and some would say, well, Pastor, are numbers really important? Yeah, they are. In fact, they're so important that there's an entire book in the Bible called Numbers. Numbers are, are very important. Why? Because numbers equate souls. Lives that were impacted were changed by the power of God, but we've seen so many radically changed in this past year. And here's what I love. You all have been the hands, the feet, and the voice of Jesus. You're willing to, to reach out, to love the unlovable. I've talked to so many of our new guests. and In fact, I had a conversation with one uh, just about a month and a half ago, and he walked in. And, and if you were to describe what a Christian looks like, now, by the way, that's not super important. What's important is what's on the heart. But if I was to ask you, what's a Christian look like? Many of you would have your description. You would say, well, they look like such and such. This guy in the traditional thought, didn't have the look, if you would. And he walked up to me and he said, Pastor, I want you to know that normally when I walk into a church, and by the way, I haven't been in church in many, 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 many years, but normally when I walk in, people judge me in the first three seconds. He said, I've got a, I've got a past. I've got some things I'm not proud of. And he began to list numerous things going on, probably more than I needed to know about him. But he said, I'm really happy to tell you that when I walked in here this morning, I was greeted with open arms, that people just loved me, that they just embraced me. They weren't concerned with the exterior look or, or my past. They just wanted to show God's love to me. I, I love that. I love watching that take place here at Encounter Church. And then just a few weeks ago, I had one of our own, Andrew McNeil, contacted me. He actually caught me in the lobby. He said, hey, is it possible? Is there any way that in the next little bit I can share what God has done in my life? Instantly, this resonated with me because I thought, man, you need to hear, we all need to hear what God is doing in life. So I want to take just a moment and I want you to hear just a clip of what God has done in Andrew's life this past year. Go ahead. Hello, my name's Andrew McNeil, and this is my testimony. 
if you would have asked me a few months ago what I believed in, I would have told you that I was agnostic. And it wasn't necessarily that I didn't believe in God or in Christ or any of that. It was more so that I just didn't care. It was something that people did. It's something that my grandparents would take me to on Sundays. And it was, for me, it was mostly just a way that people would uh, try to understand what they couldn't understand. It was That was the point of religion to me. Over time, I just stopped going to church and I didn't really care much about it until I started talking with some of my friends at my work. And the more that I asked and talked to them about it, the more I learned how much I didn't know. And it bothered me with how much information that I had wrong. And so I started doing a little bit of research on my own. I thought, well, one person that could possibly help me out a lot is my grandfather. And so when I talked to him about it and I asked him a few questions, he was like, well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, go home tonight and honestly pray about it. Ask for some guidance because you're on the fence. You're not quite sure if you believe it or not. Just simply pray for some guidance. And of course, I was agnostic. I'm just like, oh, generic Christian answer number three, pray about it. And uh, I went home that day and I thought about it for a few hours and I was like, what harm could it possibly do to just actually try it? I started researching and looking for answers and they started flooding in from everywhere. Stories and books that were given to me for research purposes. Anytime that I would have a question, the story and the book would immediately shift direction just randomly to the thing that I had the question on. Getting all these answers almost immediately given to me in so many different ways and keeping my mind and my heart open allowed me to learn so much about this and continue this journey with me. And when I started coming to this church, I was afraid because I felt like I didn't belong. I'd never been to a church in over 14 years. When I came here, I was greeted with nothing but open arms. Everyone here was proud to have me back. They were glad to see me come back. They taught me so much. They gave me tools. We went through the Growth Tracks program. We went through the Life Groups program. They taught me more so about just what it is through the Bible, but more so what it is to actually be a Christian and not just the basic facts, but like what we should be doing and how we can help the world. Amen. Can I be honest with you? When I watch the unedited, uncut video in my office, tears begin to well up in my eyes. As I watched this video, I was on the verge of a breakdown in my office. Why? 
two things. First off, a person that was indifferent about Jesus, that had, that had pushed Jesus to the side, discovered the importance of a relationship with him. Then the second thing that I saw that really struck me, I heard Andrew say that you all are getting it. That this idea of love, reach, and power, that this DNA that we have as a church is beginning to take root in the lives and ultimately in the culture of this body. And as your pastor, I want you to know how proud I am of every single one of you. You're beginning to love, reach, and empower people even when it takes you out of your comfort zone. You're reaching into the lives of perhaps somebody that's not normally who would fall into your circle, somebody that you normally wouldn't talk to. You're reaching out and you're showing the love of God. And for that, I am so incredibly proud. Let me share with you a few other statistics. In 2021, we had 150 plus people give their lives to Jesus for the very first time. We had 30 rededications. Come on, look at this. 180 plus people completely gave their lives, surrendered their lives to Jesus in 2021. Isn't that awesome? Amen. Well, pastor, why does it say 180 plus? Because some people that raised their hands for salvation or rededication didn't come to an altar, so we didn't document them. So at one point in time, we were like, I got nothing. We're trying to figure these numbers out, but the best that we can come up with is 180 people. 19 people were baptized in water, some right here at the baptism tank here in the Sedalia campus, some in Warrensburg, and some in the city pool at Liberty Park this summer. Isn't that awesome? Amen. Amen. Outreach opportunities. We partnered with Convoy of Hope once again. This is a ministry out of Springfield. Convoy typically goes in if there's a natural disaster, a hurricane, tornado, tsunami, whatever it happens to be, and they go into a community and help with restoration. But they also partner with rural communities, and we barely squeak in as a rural community for Convoy of Hope. But not only have we been allowed to partner with them, this year we became a a hub for Convoy of Hope. What does that mean? That means once a quarter, we have an individual from our church that has a trucking company. They drive to Springfield, pick up about 35 pallets of supplies. Sometimes it's Gatorade, paper products, snacks, you name it, it's on that truck. We bring that in, we put it in a warehouse, we sort through it, and we are able to partner with about 14 or 15 other communities and share the love of Jesus through this product. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. We had our ladies gala this year. What a great time that always is. For the very first time, we had the You Are Loved uh, ministry. It's a women's outreach for our Warrensburg campus. We had the Made for This, which is a youth girls outreach right here in Sedalia. We had our all-church swim nights. What a fun time that is. I talked about it a moment ago. We did a water baptism in the city pool. We have our Christmas blessing. This is the time that we, we bless those in our community. We typically have been partnering with, um, uh, what is it? Come on, somebody help me out. 
Foster care, thank you. That word was like way gone. I had no idea what that word. Foster care, um, we were helping with some, some students, some kids that have aged out um, or they're kind of falling the cracks there so they're not able to get the gifts. So we partnered with them and helped them on that. So thank you to all of you. Many of you picked up gifts. You partnered with us and helped us with that. We also had our family fest this year. What a cool event that was on our church property. If you weren't here, you missed it. We had cars parked across the street. We had cars parked in the lower lot. We had cars parked all the way up the street. People just wanting to come in and wanting to hang out here at Encounter Church. Several events this year, our sizzling summer nights, and we had those, four of those this summer. Our church picnics, one in the fall, one in the spring. Um, we had our chili cook-off. That was crazy. We had over 300 people show up for a chili cook-off. We ran out of chili to sample. I mean, that was a good event. I mean, people were everywhere. Kona Ice was here. What a fun time of just getting both campuses together. That's what I loved watching at that event. We had people from Warrensburg and people from Sedalia that were just mixing and mingling. It was a family reunion is what that was. Super, super cool. Um, we had retreats and trips. We had kids camp, 18 kids, eight leaders, youth camp, 16 youth, six leaders. Had a men's summit, had the Design for Life women's conference, a ladies' fall retreat, youth conventional, national fine arts, um, a few brand new events. Again, Warrensburg campus launched that. We had our Encounter Church app. I could not believe that that was just 2021. That feels like we've had the app for like 15 years but that was just 2021. Uh, we introduced eKids Midweek. That's our Wednesday night <coughs> midweek service for our kiddos. They're upstairs while we're having worship and prayer here. Um, we did worship in the round on Wednesday nights during the summer. Wasn't that fun? Cool time. What happened is every Wednesday we would remove all the seats in the middle and we'd have the worship team on the floor and we'd just come around them and just have a time in the presence of God. Discipleship opportunities at E1 to 1. We had life groups. We had grow tracks. We'll talk more about those in a minute. But as a leadership team, we believe that each and every follower of Jesus needs somebody to walk side by side with. And it's our attempt to connect as many people with somebody else as absolutely possible. One way we do this is through E1 to one, our discipleship program. Some of you in the room are a part of this, either as a mentor or as a mentee. You're walking side by side with somebody, encouraging somebody in their walk with Christ. I, I know some of you have called me. You're like, hey, we're going through such and such book of the Bible together. Uh, I've got some questions, or you've talked together and you've got questions. Man, we're here to help you in this journey. We've also got our grow track and our life group. These three entities are vitally important for the individual that desires to grow in their faith and become all that God wants them to be. Well, pastor, isn't it enough just to come in on a Sunday morning? No. Man, you're, you're basing your eternity off an hour and 15-minute moments in a group of people. We were designed for community. We were designed for a relationship. The Bible says iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. How many of you would go out with an, a dull axe and try to chop down a tree? 
Some of you are saying, I wouldn't even try to chop down a tree. But if you were going to, would you use a dull axe? No. No, you would sharpen that axe so that you would be as productive as possible when you're cutting down the tree. Why not put that same emphasis on your walk with Jesus Christ? We've got a young man in our Warrensburg campus that that has been partnering with Pastor Matt. He's been walking through this journey, basically through the E1 to 1 program with Pastor Matt. And we called him and asked him if he would allow us to, to share his testimony as well. So would you take a moment? Let's see what God is doing in Dustin's life. Hi, Counter Church. My name is Dustin Cleek. For those of you who don't know me, I usually attend the uh, Warrensburg campus. Today I have the privilege and honor of kind of sharing a little bit out of my heart and what's, what God's been doing in my life recently. The addiction of alcohol that really, that really got a hold of my life and really, uh, really began to just, just destroy me bit by bit. I had no idea the, the effects that alcohol would have in my life. I, at the time, I was uh, a correctional officer at, at a county jail, and I, just, I wasn't coping with anything right. It was hard to kind of be a Christian and, and be in that capacity at the same time. And so instead of turning to the church, instead of turning to Jesus or anything like that, anybody in the church, it was alcoholism that really, that really got hold of me. I felt myself slipping away from the church. I felt, I felt my marriage on the rocks for a long time. It was hard to kind of recover, regain from that. It was, I felt like anything I did at the church, anything I had previously done at the church, it was out the door. At the time, I, the spiritual giant in my life, my grandmother, who you know, led me to let me to God when I was six, she was dealing with uh, with bone cancer, breast cancer, and that was that was, it was really hard to, to see her kind of kind of fade away with that. So if I wasn't up here at base, or if I wasn't in Warrensburg, I was, I was flying now to see her. All I wanted to do was just grab that bottle string away. In 2018, I found out that having kids might not be an option. That, that really contributed a lot to, to my drinking. I, I was justifying it every single time. It was like, oh, woe is me. That victim mentality would settle in. It wasn't until one of our missionary friends, uh, Jesse, told us about Encounter Church. I said, God, check this place out. It's incredible. The pastor's awesome. Gotta go. So we did, we checked it out. It was home, it was, it was comfortable. It was, some, it was some place that we, we thought we could connect very well. And we did, but I was still dealing with the, the alcohol that was just, it was destroying me. I started going to, to counseling. I started going to uh, the AA meetings, everything to do away with this. What can I do to, to get rid of it? Pastor Chris absolutely took me under his wing. He was like, man, I got you, I'm praying for you. You know, I'm here for you, whatever you do, you know, let me know. And through my counseling and through uh, through uh, going to A meetings and, and different things like that, and just the awesome accountability I had. When you find the right people, it's it's absolutely it's a weight a weight with it off your shoulders. Whenever you can come along some come alongside somebody and help them through with what they're going, and that's what that's what Encounter Church has done for me. That's what so Pastor Chris, so Pastor Luke, so Pastor Matt's done. Just the, the strong accountability that happens whenever you open up, and not just open up to anybody, but you open to somebody who 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 wants to help after much accountability, after much, uh, a lot of of crying sessions, a lot of time alone with God. I found myself on a path of sobriety. Again, that weight lifted off. I began to feel myself a lot more than I did, you know, a year ago. Uh, With the help of uh, my church family and uh, strong accountability, I'm on an awesome path now. I'm on a great path of, of, of serving the Lord again. I feel like I feel like myself. 
Again, church, if there is something that you're struggling with, Encounter Church is, is, is home. It's this place to be. It's, it's full of people that just want to love on you and, and want to come alongside you and really help you do anything that you, that you need. Amen. As I was watching that video in my office, something that really struck me was this statement. If you really are going through something, this church is your family. That's what Dustin said. If you really are going through something, this church is your family. Church, I want you to know something. We need one another. I need you. You need me. You need the person sitting next to you. You need the individual across the room. You may not even know them yet, but you need them. We must learn to lean in to one another. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, so now you Gentiles, and that's all of us that aren't Jews, you are no longer strangers or foreigners. I want you to know if you've come into Encounter Church, you're no longer a stranger, you're no longer a foreigner. If you've noticed, we never call you visitors. Have you noticed that before? We call you guests, and the moment you come in, you quickly transition from guest to family. You are citizens along with all God's holy people. You are members of God's family. We are here to encourage, to equip, to empower, to correct, to lead, to guide, to simply walk side by side with one another in this walk, in this journey with Jesus. We're seeing that begin to take place in so many lives in this body of believers. Let me put a real quick plug in. If you have not yet gone through Grow Track, it's so vitally important. This is your opportunity to get to know who you are in Christ, who we are as a church. You get the chance to learn your spiritual giftings, where God has blessed you. By the way, every one of us have received gifts from God. Some of you say, Well, I don't know what abilities I have. Go through Grow Track. Week three of Grow Track, you'll learn so much about yourself. Um, this morning, during the second service, you've heard us talk about this twice already. We are offering Grow Track. We're going to offer it every single month this year. Why? Because we find it so vitally important that you take the opportunity to go through this course. It gives you an opportunity to begin to serve in this, in this body of believers, but it also gives you the opportunity to become a member of the church, to become an active part, a, a life that is pursuing a relationship with God, but also desiring to be a part, a greater part of this body of believers. So I went in this morning's service by welcoming a few people that that have chosen in 2021 to become members, to become partners of Encounter Church. They chose to, to step out of the sidelines and off of the, the gate area and into the circle, into the waters with this body of believers. So I want to ask the following people to come up if they could. Some of them may not be in here, but some may. Uh, Rebecca Orkey. And Rebecca, I hope I pronounced your last name right. It's a challenge like every time we get together as a staff. Uh, Christine Bottom, she may not be in here. Rick and Stacy Keener, if you guys, Rick's here, come on up, Rick. And then we had two others, Rita and Jared Stevenson from the Warrensburg campus. Guys, let me grab a mic real quick because I want to ask you a couple of questions. 
So Rebecca, correct me very quickly. You guys both have challenging last names, by the way. Thank you for that. Um, let me find out. So help me, pronounce your last name for me. Erky. Erky. Erky, like that really irkies me. Okay, so, right? That's how I'm going to remember it now. So Rebecca, how long have you been coming to the church? A um, little over a year. A little over a year. Okay, if you had one takeaway from Encounter Church, this is a risky question to ask. I didn't preface this. But if you have one takeaway from this last year here at Encounter Church, what would that be? You guys are uh, brought me in by everybody else's. Uh, ever, you're just so welcoming and loving and in the hard times. And uh, you come here during your hard time, you'll end up staying. So Awesome. Well, we're glad you're part of our family. Here is your membership card. And Rick, how long have you guys been coming? It's been about a year and a half. About a year and a half? Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself, about you and your wife. Uh, we live here in Sedalia. Uh, I own Apex Mechanical. Um, my wife is a school teacher, fifth grade at the middle school. Um, I have three children. One of them sitting over there. So that's about it. All right. So if you had one takeaway from Encounter Church, what would that be? You know, it's a, it's a place where I could come and worship. It's a, a, I feel a shelter, you know, and like you said, uh, you can feel the love yeah. here. So, uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's refreshing. Awesome. Well, here are your cards. Thank you, guys. It's, it's great having you with us. Can we give them a round of applause? <laughs> Amen. Thank you, guys. Again, a great way to join and be a part of Encounter Church and worship team. If you'll come, we're going to get ready to celebrate this morning. Have they come down yet? Oh, you may be by yourself this morning. I think they're all still upstairs sleeping. If somebody can grab them, Dan, you got them? We're going to celebrate with or without them, beach balls with or without them. It's going to be good. If you would like to become a member of Encounter Church, again, Grow Track is your opportunity. Uh, as you go through Grow Track, you are not required to become a member, but that is an option after the first week. Grow Track is four weeks. Week one and two, you discover who we are as a church, who you are in Christ, um, what that walk with Christ looks like. Week three, you discover your spiritual giftings. And week four, we help you figure out how do you implement those into ministry. So guys, what a great year 2021 has been. Thank you for, for helping us to fulfill who God has called us to be. Amen? Thank you again for listening to the Encounter Church podcast. We pray that this message was a blessing and an encouragement to your life.